Hello, my friend, and welcome to this podcast through a trauma-informed lens, Soma, Psyche, and Soul. My name is Aneta Itchak, and I'm your host here. This podcast is for you if you're a heart-centered practitioner who works or wants to work with clients in a more trauma-informed and somatic way. You might be a coach, a yoga teacher or therapist, a healer, holistic wellness practitioner or a body worker. I welcome you here. In this podcast, we are going to explore how we can connect with and support others from a more compassionate and embodied space and in a way that includes the wholeness of our and our clients' felt experience, in a way that includes our soma, psyche, and soul. I will be sharing with you somatic practices and tools that I teach in our trauma-informed somatic teacher and coach training certifications. And I will be speaking with other practitioners who, like me, are on a mission to create safer spaces and make a real positive impact within their communities and the world. I hope you will join me in this conversation and welcome again. Hello, everyone, um, and welcome to another conversation. And today I have got a pleasure of speaking with Sarah Cook, who is a high performance business and marketing strategist. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Annette. It's so good to see you again. Thank you for you having too. me on your show. Thank you. Thank you for taking time to be on this podcast and having this conversation. And it's so lovely to kind of be circling back and reconnecting with you. I mean, I've known you for quite a few years yes. and I had the pleasure of doing some of your training, some of your business and, and um, you know, mentorships and coaching trainings. Um, and we kind of went different ways and now we are coming together. And I'd love to, you know, hear how your business has grown and developed. And I think one of the things that might be really interesting is to hear a little bit about your story, because I know that you, you know, in your previous kind of uh, life, <laughs> you were an athlete and, you know, that's a big change from being an athlete and um, working and training in that way and then shifting into high performance business and marketing strategies. So I'd love to hear more about your story, if that's okay. Sure. And I think it's it's so interesting, isn't it, when we hear about people's journeys, because we're all on a journey. And it's always that, you know, we all have crossroad moments, and we all kind of make decisions. And I think whatever that pathway we end up taking is really unique. And that's why I love doing these kind of conversations, because there'll be a little bit of nugget. And every time I listen to things in your podcast as well, you just learn something different. And it gets you thinking about actually there isn't one way of doing things and there's no cookie cutter approach either to life or to business. So you're right. So I started way back when um, and um, as a lacrosse player. So I played lacrosse for England for five years. Um, and that was an incredible time for me. I really enjoyed it. Um, I learned a lot about myself and I think a lot about, um, you mentioned high performance. And I think sometimes we think about high performance as being quite hard hitting, quite pushing forward, very results orientated. And of course it is, but actually I learned a lot about myself in slightly different ways as well. So the resilience, you know, when you get an injury or when you don't win and actually how you come back and explore different ways of doing things. And really, you know, I kind of look back on that time as a really great time from a mindset perspective. Um, 
And I had a horrific injury, which actually ended my kind of sporting career. So um, effectively, it meant that I had to learn to walk again. I couldn't play sport for a year. And that was a massive test for me because that was a huge change in the way that I did things. It was not just sport, but actually it was my mental release. It was something that I loved to do. And I remember sitting on the sofa, literally stuck on the sofa and thinking, oh my goodness, I either let this injury kind of define me and that creates the path that I then take forward. Or I kind of go, what can I do? How can I move forward from this? And I just got um, a a new job. Um, So I actually, like I've always loved business. I've always loved sport. And really what I wanted to do was combine the two as I, as I, when I became old, you know, that question that you'll get asked is, uh, what do you want to be when you grow older? Um, and I just love those two elements. And actually, they're both very similar, which at the time I hadn't really realized. Um, so I did a business and marketing degree, played a lot of sport. Um, but when I had um, the injury, it actually forced me to look at different ways of doing things and went into business for a healthcare company. Um, and that sort of helped me have the love from both sides, worked in a whole load of different modalities. Um and spent probably about 15 years in the corporate world, um, living around the world. So I spent seven years in Singapore, living and working over there um, as regional marketing manager, doing a huge number of marketing events, sales events. Um, and I remember coming back from one of the trips, because I, I think I did seven events in seven cities in six days. And I remember coming back from that trip and just almost I caught a, a glimpse of myself in a mirror, actually, and just went... I don't really know who I am at the moment. Like I loved my job. I loved what I was doing, but I'd lost a bit of me inside and I was just so exhausted, constantly on the treadmill. And then I found out I was pregnant and it very quickly kind of changed my perspective on what I wanted from life, how I wanted to do things. Um, And being abroad meant that I didn't have the maternity leave that we do in the UK. Um, So I actually only had two months maternity leave. Um, with no support network around me. Um, And my son nearly died during childbirth. And again, that was another pivotal moment for me of going, actually, for me, life is really important. And I think as I've then kind of moved into the space of business coaching, business mentoring, after setting up my first business, which was holistic health and therapy, became fully booked within five months, which was amazing. But then realized that actually you need to do business in a different way because burnout is a real thing. Being fully booked is great, but not at the expense of everything else where you don't have the flexibility to be with your family, your friends. You hit an income ceiling. You can't help as many people as you want to. I don't know. We've had this conversation many times. Um, And that led to me of going, well, how else can I do business? How else can I create the life that I want to, but still do something that I love and that's when I added in um, online digital courses. I added in physical products, set up my own um, physical product brand um, for mum and baby gifting accessories, which I sold probably about three years ago now, um, before moving much more into the business and mentoring and coaching space. Because it's just, I think it's, again, it just means the the ripple effect that I can help people with. There's so many people that come into business and then get stuck or you know they're pushing so hard for clients and just looking at different ways of doing things and I guess my experience of the all the bits that I've kind of been through both from the sporting side and building up the sort of the mental resilience and looking at that from that perspective having corporate burnout experiencing some really hard things from a family perspective 
I'm really passionate about women being able to, to build a business in a way that allows them to create a life that they want to. And I think we see so much on social media about what success should look like. And I think we can actually, we can be that change. We get to choose. We're in a really fortunate position when we're running our own business to create things how we want to, but because of the world we live in with social media, with so-called gurus telling us how we should be doing things, actually, we can really easily fall into the trap of that. Of like, right, I need to push for the six figures. I need to push for this result. I need to push for this. And I think actually we can do things differently. And that's really where I get so excited about. And I know very aligned to you of actually, we get to do things in our way and actually the way that feels good for us, that allows us to feel healthy, feel happy. And healthy for me, isn't just the physical health, mental health. It's actually about, you know, having the accomplishment and not feeling guilty for that accomplishment. It's about having real alignment in how you do things. It's about having the chance to have um, a positive difference, that ripple effect on not just your little silo in your echo chamber. So yeah, that's a kind of a long story short, I guess, (laughs) from my journey from where I was and where I am now, but feels in some ways like that kind of natural path that everything I've been through has really helped me support the people who, who want to be supported in that way. Yeah, lovely. I love your story. I mean, it's, you know, the journey that you've been on and there is so much richness in here, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, you talked about burnout, experiencing burnout. You talked about, you know, having your son and, you know, how life-changing that was and actually Mm -hmm. having to adjust to how your life changed and, you know, what, what really was important in your life. And I think so many Uh, women go through that and I know that you know from conversations with other women that normal workplace does not support women at those stages you know two stages of their life primarily when when we're having children and when we go through perimenopause and menopause absolutely those, those environments are not designed to support women and many women leave and I love the kind of you know the question that you said um, you know what can I do and how can I move forward after your uh, injury and it shows so much resiliency and so much you know it, it, this is exactly the kind of questions we need to ask ourselves within the business as well yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like if I'm stuck okay I can't do it this way so how can I do it what can I do yeah how can I um, move forward in a way that I want and the last thing in here really what stood out for me is what you just said at the end it's like what does success looks like and I know that I you know I raised my hand and I own up that I was like I need to six figures and you know I signed up for lots of different programs like free stuff normally yeah (laughs) you know showing me and actually I wasn't at the at the right level for it I wasn't in a place that I could or had capacity to do that. And really understanding that actually takes time. Like if you're earning 2000, you know, pounds in your business, which for some of us, it's huge thing anyway, consistently to actually start thinking about how can I get to six figures? All it does is just creates loads of frustration yeah, and disappointment. Yeah, it can feel quite overwhelming. Yeah, completely, completely. So I know that before we started the podcast, we were chatting and, um, you know, you said that last year 
you went through quite a bit of a transition within your business. And I'd love to hear about this because some of the words that you mentioned were like, I simplified and I, I streamlined and make it made it easy for, you know, for me, for my life, for my nervous system. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that, please. Yeah, definitely. So I think, I mean, you mentioned it there that actually we're, we're on when we're running our own business, we we look externally so much to see how other people are doing things, to see how other people have created the success that we feel like we should be creating. And the reality is that actually anything is possible, but it depends on what you want to be possible. And I think your goals are going to be so different to somebody else's because we have a different family setup. We've got different financial aspirations. We live in different parts of the world. We want to go on different types of holiday. We want different things from life and that's okay. And it's really interesting because whenever I do, um, you know, success visualizations or talk about success with my clients, very few people give me a financial figure. Yet when we start looking at business planning, we start with a financial figure. So I'm like, okay, let's flip this. Like, actually, what do you want? Like, really, how do you want to live your life? And I remember working with a coach years ago and she said, well, you're not successful until you're only working three days a week. And I felt so much overwhelm at that time because I was, I still had my, my two children were really young then. And I was like, gosh, how do I cram everything into three days when they're only at school for a couple of hours a day? Like that feels hard. And then I gave myself permission of going, well, actually, why am I not working five days a week, but shortened days every single day of the week? Or if I decide to take a Monday off, that for me feels so much better than trying to force fit something into someone else's version of success. Worked for her, wasn't going to be working for me. So when I really started looking at how I wanted to, what what I wanted to create the business for and how I wanted to have my daily weekly life, I was like, actually, I really love doing something for me first thing in the morning everyone gets so much more from me if I do something more in the morning. So I started putting boundaries in place of going, actually, when's my energy feel feeling good? Um, I tend not to do any client work before 10.30 in the morning, which means I can drop the kids off, I can come back, whether that's, you know, doing some self-development, whether it's doing some exercise, it might even be going for a coffee with a friend. It means I get to set my day up in the best possible way for me. And it means I don't get to the end of the day feeling resentful that I haven't done anything for me. So then everybody gets the best out of me. My business gets the best out of me. Um, And I also do something on a quarterly basis, which I would encourage everybody to do is to have a CEO day. I quite often do it more often than this. But actually, if you know what your goals are, rather than waiting to the end of the year, actually, let's have a check in with ourselves at least every quarter. Are we on track financially? Are we on track personally? Like, what needs to be tweaked? What needs to change? Am I feeling healthy? Am I feeling exhausted? Do I love my clients? Am I totally in love with the products and the services that I'm putting out there? If not, it's okay to change it. And I think just having that time to not be challenging with yourself, but actually just a sense check and question, like, does this still feel good? Because the minute it stops feeling good, the minute you're going to start pulling back, the minute you're going to start feeling resentful, and the minute that your success isn't going to work in the same way. So I think there's a lot around that of actually, what does success feel like for you? Um, and being really honest with yourself and then creating the business that allows you to do that. And so for me at the end, probably this time last year, um, 
actually two years before, because last year was very much a simplification and optimization year for me. Um, I just went, gosh, I just feel like I'm in constant launch mode. I feel like I'm constantly delivering. I don't feel like I'm a particularly nice person at home because I'm just exhausted. Um, I loved my clients. I loved the results that they were getting, but something had to change. I was like, I cannot scale to hit the financial goals that I want to if I keep doing this because I don't have more capacity, either energetically or time capacity. So I looked at what was working for me. I decided the bits that I loved to do, looked at how I could combine different things, took out some stuff, um, turned one of my programs into much more of an evergreen um, model where people could just come into it all the time rather than running set cohorts. Um, And my business skyrocketed off the back of it. And I was really nervous about it because I was like, oh, well, I'm going to be doing things in a different way. Everything's worked up all till now. So how is that going to change? And I think... Courage is probably the biggest thing for me in business that if you can, and and having the support to have ideas around that, but courage to do things in a way that feels good for you. Because if you do, and you've got the support, you've got the energy, actually you can't not succeed in it because you know your version of success. And quite often I find actually there's a lot of slowing down to speed up. Every time I feel slightly overwhelmed or at capacity I'm like right clear the diary clear the diary because and there was a phrase that and I was on ran a retreat last week and a phrase kept coming up for everybody of actually a busy and stressed mind can't be a creative one and I think it's really powerful to remember that that actually we can't think about growth we can't think about doing things differently if we're constantly in what we're doing and and same you know you talk about it from a nervous system perspective like actually when we're feeling in fight or flight mode, everything else, you end up being in a plateau rather than actually seeing the growth. So by me cutting a whole load of stuff out of my business, really simplifying, really focusing on the stuff that I loved, focusing on the things that I knew clients were going to get results from, that's really when the business exploded. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) I love that. And it's, 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 I love it because it's shows so how really we have to follow our own kind of inner guidance and it's like you know I'm I'm hearing you talk about the evergreen program and I had over the last year or year and a half I tried to run evergreen program and actually for me it just didn't work at all yeah and And so I just literally I'm closing it now and next year I'm running it as a small uh intimate mentorship for a year as a collaborative kind of thing and collaborative project because for me at this time next year might be different I might have different capacity it feels like I needed to scale down and I so agree with you it's like we have to have this space yeah to just for everything to settle down for us to start thinking in a slightly different way and if we are so busy Just as you said, you know, we can't be creative. We just keep repeating on automatic what we've been doing, being in that survival mode and and feeling overwhelmed. And that can easily lead to burnout. Yeah. And I think it can then lead to frustration as well, because you're like, well, this worked last time. So why is it not working this time? And we're just in, we're almost in that hustle mode rather than being like, actually, let's just let it flow. The more things flow, the more we feel the joy about business, the more success you're going to have personally as well as professionally yeah and and the other thing in here I mean I know that you've got podcast 
Yes. And, you know, I, I was very lucky. I, you know, I've been on your podcast a couple of times over the years and your podcast is really great. And I listen to it, um, you know, regularly. Remind us what it's called. Do you know what? It's really funny because it's so it's called the Healthy Business Podcast Healthy business. and it brings together all of what we've been talking about that actually a healthy business is going to mean different things to everybody. Of course, you've got to have a healthy, profitable business that's a viable business it's got that's the way you make it cash flow successful but actually not at the expense of you being burnt out not at the expense of you know you not enjoying it like it's that full health and you know it really ties into the book that I wrote um back last May that was published um so you can grab that on Amazon that's called healthy you wealthy business and it just it, it's exactly that it's very much a kind of a two-part book of self-development because I truly believe that if you're operating at your optimal levels your business is gonna you know that that's how you're gonna really create the results in your business but so many people focus on the business results put themselves to the bottom of the to-do list and then wonder why they get into a plateau or they feel stuck and I'm like okay let's let's shift this around a bit like let's look at you you are the biggest asset in your business and firing on all cylinders isn't about push 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 it's actually about as, you know, the conversation we've been having today of going, actually, what feels good? How do you create more alignment, have those amazing relationships, work with people that you love to work with rather than taking clients on because you feel like you should? What's that ripple effect you want to create? What's the real reason you're in business? All of that for me is what creates the healthy part um, that I think so many people miss because we're so busy in the everyday or doing what we've always done or seeing what other people are doing. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I really enjoyed your book. I have got it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and I, you know, it really makes me think about this. You know, we were talking about that again before about this social media and being visible. What does it mean being visible? And you know, a lot of advice that is out there. Just, just post something. Just post something. You know, post one of my day. biggest frustrations. And I'm a business <laughs> and marketing expert, right? And I think. I see it so many times where people are like, oh, you've got to be constantly here on every single platform. You've got to be visible. And I'm like, actually, there's a huge merit in being consistent, but consistent is not the same as constant. And you certainly don't have to be everywhere. I'm not everywhere. And I teach marketing. And I think it's about the intention behind it. It's about being strategic. And it's really about actually, where are your ideal clients hanging out? Where are they looking for information that you support with? But perhaps just as important, where do you love hanging out? What feels good for you? You some people, and I've got a client who can't be on social media because, you know, she's going through a really messy divorce and she cannot be on social media. She's fully booked with clients. Her business is growing every day. She's really, and we've really created a marketing strategy that works for her without even touching social media. And I think there's so much misconception that marketing equals social media. I'm like, no, <laughs> there's so many things that you can do when it comes to marketing and being visible, but visible isn't necessarily the video piece. If you don't want to be on video, that's okay. You can still be out there and still grow your business without having to be visible in what people assume is visible. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I love what you just said. You know, it's you, there are so many different mediums that we can use mm -hmm. these days. Yeah. You know, that's 
changed over the last two decades. Like yeah. I'm I'm loving doing this podcast. Yeah, exactly. For me, it's like, you know, I've been talking about podcasts for the last few years. And yeah. I had such a, a difficulty doing it. And then when I started doing it, it was like, oh my God, I completely love it. You know, I'm I'm happy with writing stuff, but talking comes easier. And maybe because English is not my first language. I'm, you know, yeah. I can just... I think the richness in conversations as well. And I think as yes. well, what's happened post-pandemic, and I still feel like we're on a bit of a hangover from that, is actually the power of a conversation. Yes. When we're working on our own in business, it can feel quite lonely. It can feel quite isolating, but we've kind of lost that connection piece and I think that's really important as well and similar to you like I love running my podcast and having conversations with people because it's actual real conversation and it's relevant conversation rather than a social media kind of lens on something or you know and I think that's really important as well of going actually it doesn't have to be this way yeah yeah and if you think about social media how quickly those posts just disappear yes. you know it's like they they stay just for a few moments and after they go because something else Absolutely. shows up on your feed whereas yeah. the podcast books blogs um you know recording webinars or whatever medium that you will choose that you stay there and people can okay. find them again and again and again Definitely. And, you know, it really slows things down, doesn't it? It's like it doesn't feel like, oh, God, now I have to think about put, put a meme. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, that's my pet hate. Like, <laughs> let's create lots of memes and carousels. And it's like, oh, God, not again. Okay. Yeah. And I think it goes back, it's going back to doing it your way. And I think that's OK. Yeah. It's, uh, it's what feels good for you because you're going to show up your best. And that's the way you're going to attract your dream clients. So if I, you know, if there is somebody who's listening and they really are struggling at the moment, you know, from that business sense, maybe, you know, we are going into winter at the moment. You know, many of us feel like we can't slow down. We just have to yeah. keep going, even though the nature and our bodies are asking us to slow down a little. Yeah. And so if if somebody is feeling really really overwhelmed at the moment if there was one piece of advice that you could give them what would that be um it's such a good question I think you're right this time of year everyone feels like they're in super busy mode um I would say tune into actually what it is that you want not just to hit the end of the year but how you want to feel at the end of the year um and I think there's probably two things because I love combining the personal and the business side of things, actually doing more of the things that you love to do, even if it's just 15 minutes that you can carve out, ideally at the beginning of the day, because that's going to set you up, set you up for the rest of the day. Even if it is just sitting down and having a mindful cup of tea that's hot, that you're not drinking it as you're on the go, um, whatever it is, and I've just given an example, it could be different for everybody. It could even just be going outside and having some fresh air and doing a quick walk. Um that will help you get clarity on actually what it is that you need to do within your business. And I think also, you know, what what do you want to achieve by the end of the year? How, how do you want to feel? And I think that's the reverse engineering that will then help you go, okay, well, what actions do I need to take? Do I really need to be doing X, Y, Z now that's on my to-do list? Or could I just actually press pause until January for that? Does it really need to happen now? Or am I doing it because I feel like I should be doing it now? 
So I think those two things are probably super helpful. Like when we're busy, we have so much going around in our head. If we can just get that out of our head and then almost go through it and go, does this need to happen? Does it need to happen right now? And if it does, okay, fine, let's find a way to do it. But you might want to get support for it. If it doesn't need to happen, take it off that list. It might, it's still really important because it's on the list for a reason, but does it have to happen now? And being really honest with yourself and kind of have that real sense check. Like you are the CEO of your business. You're the CEO of your life. It's okay to make that decision. Yeah. Yeah. What comes up for me in response to that, it's like this, you know, and I've experienced it before. It's this fear, isn't it? It's like, how can I pause stuff? You say to yeah. pause stuff. <laughs> how can yeah. I pause it? Like I have to be on it all the time. Yeah. To create that momentum and to create, you know, keep moving forward and to, you know make changes happen and um and one of the things that you know I, I love what you just said this pausing and really thinking about what it is that you want and one of the questions that I've been sitting not till the end of this year but at the end of next year um and this idea was planted in my mind about oh maybe I could have three days a week off most weeks like work four days client facing and then if I need to yeah. work on Friday behind the scenes that would be okay and then actually looking at the next year and thinking hmm, like what would I have to change and yes. how is it possible and is it possible and could I do that and you know what what do I need to kind of shuffle around and would I still earn enough money because I think yeah. that's the that's the big thing isn't it like if and that's where that comes in, isn't it? It's like you've got to have the financial piece, but you also have to have the personal lifestyle piece, because when you get the two together, that's when you're going to create your version of success. Um, and you made, made a really great point there that actually these decisions don't have to be done overnight. Like actually just taking a little step forward or making a little tweak, a little change for one, it feels less overwhelming, but actually you get to test it rather than going, right, this is my new way of doing things. Um like I used to do Mondays and Wednesdays used to be my kind of client call days. And I just, you know, do back to back on that. And that was fine until I realized that actually I felt like I was on the back foot for the whole of the week because I'd done client delivery stuff on the Monday. As soon as I shifted that to the Tuesday, Thursday, that gave me Monday to work on my business. And then I was like, oh, okay, I've done some stuff for me. I'm still moving forward. And that's like similarly again with that kind of first part of the day. I've done something for me at the beginning of the day. And of course, some days it gets flex. I've got clients in Australia, that time difference. I, you know, I, this week I've got a client call at 7.30 in the morning. That of course breaks my boundary of 10.30 start, but that's okay because I get to choose it and it's not every day. And I think it's, again, if you've got that kind of in place, then it's like, okay, well, where can I make these changes? What feels good? And just leaning into that is so much easier than just feeling like you're constantly on. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's so important, especially now as we are coming to the end of the year, isn't it? It's like there is, yeah, because there is a lot of talking about new year, new you energy. And yeah. funny enough, I was awake last night and I was thinking about this, like new year, new you. Actually, that doesn't resonate. But how could I say, well, like old you, just just slightly different? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. It's, it's optimized you. Like, how do we make? How do we yeah. optimize it? How do we make you feel good? Um, and so I you're think, not so overwhelmed <laughs> yeah and also I think you know don't wait until the new year to try things like mm. you know why not put something in place now to test it and be like oh okay because this is the busiest time of year so if you are able to get through that busy time of year with the little tweak 
you've already tested it. Because I think sometimes we'll wait until January, try and test things. We set our goals then. It's like, well, we're kind of mid-February before we're actually taking action on this. So let's, you know, if you want to hit the ground running and hit the ground running isn't about going hard, it's actually just being about ready for it and being planned and being prepared, knowing what you're working on. Why not do that now? Like press pause now on everything you're doing, create that space for you now in a really busy time. And then you're ready to go in January. Oh, I love that. I love yes. that. <laughs> doing it in a I different way. I have a to be like, right, I can pause. <laughs> Lovely. Okay, Sarah. So if somebody wanted to find out a little bit more about your work, where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to connect with anyone who's more interested. Um, so obviously you mentioned my podcast, the Healthy Business Podcast. Um, my website is sarahcookcoaching.com or over on Instagram at sarahcookcoaching. But yeah, I would love to hear from you. Even if you're listening to this and just had a bit of a, a golden nugget or a light bulb moment, I'd love to have some feedback. So yeah, it's always really interesting to hear what people think when you're having these kind of conversations. Yeah, thank you so much, Sarah. It's been a real pleasure speaking oh, you're with welcome. you. As thank always. You. Good to, good to join you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you are interested in our training certifications at Golden Mandala Yoga Soma Institute, I invite you to visit our website, www.anettai.co.uk, where you can find all the information about our training certifications, uh, trauma-informed somatic teacher and coach for women and trauma-informed yoga teacher, as well as thriving business mandala coaching program. I look forward to connecting with you more. Mm -hmm.